2: Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with
1: With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash cash. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older, Around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, Three and Out Podcast. Back at it again. A little Friday edition as we cruise you on into the weekend. And, you know, this might be a little shorter of a podcast. Well, actually, maybe not. But I'm gonna hit on the CBA, and that's as of recording this. Going back and forth, uh, I did a little research. I, I was talking DMing with a with a player involved in this, and, and got some good information. And just a little baffled by some of the things. And I, I, listen, I see both sides. I, I'm not team owner or team player. I, I, I get it. Like it's it's gonna get ugly. That that's what a negotiation of billions of dollars usually is, because every half a point, meaning half a percentage is a lot of money. So the, these these get a little ugly and uh, we'll hit on both sides things that really jump out to me and uh, just the information that we have so far on a deal that I'm recording this on Thursday afternoon. I guess the players technically could vote on Friday. It ain't gonna happen I'm sure uh, but I, I would imagine this thing gets done but it does have huge ramifications. Because if a contract is finished, the collective bargaining agreement, team like the Dallas Cowboys and a team like the Tennessee Titans can no longer franchise and transition tag Amari Cooper, Dak Prescott, Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry. So, so big implications with whenever this deal is finished. But I'll just hit on some things I've heard and things that stand out to me. Then I just wrote down a bunch of stories, just headlines around the league, just some of my thoughts on each one, and then we'll dive into the middle Middlecoff mailbag. A bunch of you guys have DM me, Instagram, at John Middlecoff is the handle, slide up on in it, and uh, leave your question, anything football related. Let's start with the CBA. And one thing that really jumped out to me, I I just think this is crazy. This, This is insanity to me. Now, I've known this, but I didn't quite know it. One, the playoffs pay dramatically less than the regular season. I just picked not a super rich guy. I picked a guy that makes like 6 million a year. Just a random player who makes 6 million dollars a year. Let's just say that is their salary for the season. For those of you that don't know, a player unlike if me or you we make $100,000, we make that over 365, right? We get every 2 weeks direct deposit. If you're an NFL player, now obviously you get off-season bonuses and some other stuff, but in-season if your base salary is 6 million dollars, you get $6 million divided by 17, the bye week counts. So that would be $352,000 uh, net, This or excuse me, gross, gross income. So you make less when taxes are factored in. But $352,000 a game. If you make, if your are a team and you make the wild card round, you make $28,000. If you make the next divisional round, you get $31,000. For the conference championship game, $56,000. And if you win the Super Bowl, you get $124,000. If you lose the Super Bowl, you get half that, $62,000. Well, here's the crazy part. If you get a first or second round buy, which obviously that might change with the new CBA where they're adding to the playoff format, you don't get paid for that first round. That is pretty nuts. So the Chiefs made $211,000. So if you're a guy like Frank Clark making $15 million or the Honey Badger making $15 million or Sammy Watkins, as the player, I was DMing back and forth with a player that knows what's going on. He's like, you're really playing for the love of the game. And the craziest thing is in the playoffs, now if you win the whole thing, like Honey Badger is now a legend in Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes is a legend in Kansas City. But what about the backup for the New Orleans Saints? I'm just a random guy who made 30 or $28,000 in that game whose base salary is $500,000, who has no guaranteed money on his salary because he was a seventh-round pick, and if he shatters his leg in that playoff game, his career is over. As the player told me, and he was so right, in any other business, given the risk versus reward of playoff games relative to financial implications of what you make normally to what you do, this is basically like bonus rounds, they would tell you not to play. And I think back to... When I first got into radio, right out of the NFL, and I got a radio job relatively quick, about six months after I was fired, a full-time radio job. I, I don't know what it, quite it paid. Maybe it was like $65,000. And one of the things, I had a two-hour slot, but we had the Raiders. And one of the things I was adamant with the boss of the station that I wanted to do is I wanted to play a role in the broadcast for the Raiders, whether it would be pregame or postgame. And he's like, "Yeah, you can do the post game for the Raiders." So I did the post game for the Raiders. Twenty dates. That's obviously because the Raiders don't play on Monday or Thursday. You're playing on Sunday. I guess they did play back then. Not every team played on Thursday. Maybe they did, but no Monday nights or no Sunday nights. Basically, every game's a ten or one. And I was so fired up, and I did it for like two, maybe three years. And then I realized when I got fired and out of radio, and big reason was because I was really hard on the Raiders. It was during a rough time, and I was critical because the team was awful. And then you realize when you're partners with teams, they get, they get very sensitive with that, which I didn't quite understand at the time because my boss told me, let it loose. You know. If you believe it, say it. You know what you're talking about. You know football. But here was the main kicker, which I, I know people that do the pre- and post-game for the San Francisco 49ers. The going rate to do the pre- or post-game is like $1,000 a game because it's, it's your Sunday. You know, My partner, Guy, who I still do another podcast with, who I hosted that radio show with, we got paid the same amount at the time to do the radio show. But he got the weekends off, and I was working. I didn't get paid, though I didn't care because I was like, oh, this is going to help my career or whatever. It actually was bad for my career. Technically, big picture, was great for my career. But you know what I'm saying? I didn't get compensated for that. And the first couple years, I was so excited. By the third year, I'm like, this is insane. Now, I extended my contract, and they, I got a huge raise, but not necessarily for those games. My third year, and it still, it was one of those things looking back, I was a moron. And the one thing the players need to fight for in this arrangement is we need more money during the playoffs. Because if I'm a $10 million player and I'm getting $500,000 a game, give or take, and then the playoffs start and I'm getting $30,000, how does that equate? Especially when the leagues are making so much money on the playoffs because the viewership, and it's a big reason they can sell the league at a premium to the networks because so many people are watching the playoff games. Now, and I, I, I was... One thing I mentioned to the player, I'm like, well, if you have success in the playoffs, right, and win a conference championship, go to a Super Bowl, win a Super Bowl, your earning potential is forever. He's like, yeah, that, that 100% is true. The counter, though, is this. What about all the guys on those teams that aren't remembered as legends or that don't play on a Super Bowl team? That's team, the farthest they ever go is in the second round. And one of those years, they get a major injury. Think about this, Navarro Bowman, who at the time was a top five non-quarterback in the NFL, his leg was snapped in the NFC Championship game against Seattle Seahawks. His career was never the same, ever. He was out of the league like two years later. And for his services, that game, he got $56,000. Yet at the time, I think 2013, he was probably making 8 to $10 million a year. So... We give these guys so much credit, and they play so hard, and the playoffs are so intense. They are not compensated properly for the playoffs at all. That is something the league gets over on them. And I understand the league and the players love fighting for days off during the regular season. No pads. One of the big things they're fighting for right now is typically when training camp starts, like I, I go to Niners training camp. If you go, if if the if the veteran players report July twenty seventh, and you show up to practice July twenty seventh, for the first three days of the veterans being there, meaning the whole team is finally there, not just the rookies, there are no pads. There is a three day kind of uh, you know slow process to ease the guys in. There's a specific word for it. It's not at the top of my tongue, tip of my tongue right now, so I don't want to say some stupid word that's not the right word. But there, there was a process, and it's a three-day. It's over a three-day span. They ease you into it, and on the fourth day of practice, you put on the pads. I read they want to bump that up to five, and I, I'm like, the players are fighting for all the wrong things. Who cares? The, the p- sport of football is wearing pads. When you fight, uh, when you are a heavyweight fighter, you spar. It's part part of football. You got to wear pads. That's the nature of the sport. To me, the things you got to fight for are the playoff checks. Or The other thing that I was told is during training camp, a veteran player gets $1,800 a week. A rookie gets $1,000 a week, yet I'm a $10 million employee. And my counter was, well, isn't part of training camp getting ready for the season where that incorporates your $10 million salary? But if anything, I would be like, okay, which, oh, that that might be true. Why not fight for $10,000 for every veteran a week? Because I am working. Right. If you work, if you get, it's complicated because the way salary structures work. But the number one thing I would tell the players, and I know they know this, and especially like Richard Sherman and the guys that are leading the charge, they understand this. But for whatever reason, it never gets fought for. Stop fighting for days off and no pads. Fight for the money. Because the you know what the owners have no problem doing. Yeah, let's no pads for five days, whatever. Oh yeah, you guys get. The entire week off during the bye. Oh, yeah, you could only have 10 padded practices during the season. You know why? They don't care. You know who cares about that? The coaches. You know what the owner would tell the coach? I pay you $8 million, figure it out. We're trying to make more revenue here for everyone. That's the reason you guys get paid so much. The players are obsessed with days off, acclimation processes for no pads, uh, OTAs, non-mandatory, all the stuff that just the owners are gladly giving them. And they're just fighting for more revenue. Fight for, if I make the playoffs, even if it is a flat rate. Let's say everyone makes the same flat rate in the playoffs. It starts at five hundred grand, And by the time we get to the Super Bowl, it's like $1.4 million. That's what I'd be fighting for. I, who gives a shit if you got to have an extra practice during, the, during training camp? That, that's, that's something I, It always bothers me. And here's something else that bothers me. The owners are screwing the players. That's something you hear all the time. Like, one, ownership right now, because the way society's working is almost, like, frowned upon. I don't know about you, where I come from. Every human aspires to own. Whether it's a home, whether it's a business, whether it's a car. Like, it's a good thing in this country. Maybe in other countries, ownership and capitalism are are bad. Where I'm from, where most people, I guess we have international listeners. That's that's a positive. So, if you're looking for me to bash capitalism, you're probably listening to the wrong podcast. But they owned the team. So I, I hear this all the time. The players take all the liability. That's not totally true. The owners are in charge of negotiating the major television deals, which pay for everything. They do all that work. They then run a network, the NFL network, which they split with the players because the revenue all gets split, even though it's not 50-50. It's 51 to 48 or, or 48 and a half to 51 and a half, whatever it ultimately becomes. Here's the thing, though. On game day... The players, they're definitely you know risking their bodies. We all know that football is a physical sport. At any moment, your career can end. What about if a guy jumps off the uh, the top row at Levi Stadium or at the Link or at AT and T Stadium and falls to his death? Does uh, Does Jimmy Garoppolo or Carson Wentz or Russell Wilson have to worry about that? Of course not. They shower and they go home. You know whose problem that is? It's the 49ers. That's the Seahawks. That's the Eagles. All the liability in a stadium. And if you're listening to this, I think it's fair to say you've probably been to an NFL game. Even if you've just been to one. It's a pretty crazy place. You have 70,000 people in a stadium. 99% of people don't know each other. Large percentage are males that are drinking. So that's boom. You're talking insurance premiums. This, it's, it's not a risk adverse place. It's a pretty risky proposition what they're putting on. The teams and the league take all that risk. Again, guy jumps to his death, falls to his death, gets beat up, whatever. Has serious medical issues. That's all on the team. So let's stop acting like the owners are just greedy pigs. Yeah, everyone's greedy. This, We all want more money. Welcome to reality. But here's the other thing. If I'm a partner in a law firm, and I'm not smart enough to ever have gone to law school, but if I had what just watching movies and reading you know books i guess not many books about lawyers but you know just mainly watching movies you aspire to become a partner or tv shows i like suits become a partner in that law firm right or an accounting firm at one point in time i thought when i was at cal poly like my second year like i'm gonna become an accountant i'm gonna work at kpmg and i'm gonna become a partner thinking about that potential life right now I'd rather do a backflip off the Golden Gate Bridge into the Pacific than be an accountant. No offense to accountants. I pay mine a lot of money. It's just I need to kind of get up and move. And listen, I just talk into a mic for a living, so it's not like I'm Mr. Exciting. I just don't think I could have been a great accountant. I'm also probably not smart enough. But that if you're in a law firm or an accounting firm and you become a partner to my knowledge, you're a partner as long as you stay there. Now, you get benefits when you retire or whatever, but if you go to another firm or quit that firm and go into another industry, I'm pretty sure you're not a partner anymore, right? Well, here's the thing the players and the the owners are tech and the teams are partners, but think about the partners, the players. They're always changing. Unlike the NBA, where LeBron James, who's, you know, a major, one of the most famous players in the history of the league, he's gonna have a 20 year career. That is a long partner. Think how many businesses you've been in. Even if you're an older guy, listen to this. And I know our demo skews younger. But if you're like 45, have you been doing a business partnership for 20 years? That's a long time. The majority of NFL players are in and out of the league in under four years. So the partnership is always churning. So like it, you know, just again, this is going to sound harsh, but the reality of the situation is owners look a little bit at the players like widgets because they're constantly turning over beside the quarterbacks. And who are the quarterbacks? The guys paid a premium. They're not really the ones complaining. There's a reason that Russell Wilson and Tom Brady and Drew Brees and guy, and Kirk Cousins aren't leading the charge of the NFLPA. They don't care. They're too rich. Life's too good. They, they, they make $100 million for you. You can even blink. So I, I think this notion that the owners are always screwing everybody, it is a unique business where your partner slash your labor is turning over at rapid speeds. Here's the other element to football. You have enormous costs. You're like, oh, the NBA players make so much money. Yeah, there are 12 guys on a roster. And for example, the Warriors, four guys of the 12 are making money. Everyone else is in single-digit millions, and a lot of them are veteran minimum guys. So once you get a couple max guys, most of your guys don't make much money. Baseball, double the size of basketball, still a small percentage of guys are making big money. There are only so many Bryce Harper, Manny Machado contracts out there. Garrett Cole, it's a small percentage of players. The majority of guys make good money, make football money. 30, 40, 50, 60 million dollars. That, that, that's if you're good. I'd say the majority of guys actually don't make that much money, relative not to me and you, but just to just professional athletes. So the NFL cost, 53 man roster, practice squad guys, I would imagine in the CBA it grows. Think of your travel costs. You, you uh, charter a jet to a hotel for, think how many people are on a team, how many people are in the hotel, and think how expensive it is to do that. 10 times a year. I, my, my, I guess my ultimate point here is, we act like the owners are just pocketing all this money. They do reinvest a boatload of cash into the team, into the employees, into the coaching staff, into their buildings. Now, there are cheap ones. The the Mike Browns, historically, the Dean Spanos' that somehow is able to get a dollar rent from Stan Kroenke. But I see the Niners. They spend a ton. I would imagine if you're a Seahawks fan, you go, you know what? He spent a lot of money. Jerry Jones... He's making a lot, but he's also spending a lot. I actually think it's, for the most part, in terms of an owner, employee, kind of partner. You know, they can claim their partners. We all know they're really not. It's a pretty lucrative situation for the players. It's pretty good. And when you factor in the violence of the sport, there's nothing you can do to avoid the injuries. This is not golf. Guys are going to get hurt every game in practice. I'm talking devastating injuries. It's a you, you're you're literally tackling the other guy with a helmet on and shoulder pads with guys that run that are the fastest humans in this country. So yeah, I, I just there's not there's never going to be a perfect solution. Give the players more. The players need to fight for more. And if they really want to draw a line in the sand, don't be afraid to walk. Because I was told, and it makes complete sense. The owners want to negotiate immediately on the new TV contracts. Ratings are all-time high. They want to strike when the iron's hot. And that's why they're so they're so aggressive into getting a deal done. And the one leverage the players have, because the, the, at the end of the day, as I was told, the players' lack of leverage is so many players are so nervous their careers can end at any moment. Careers are short, even for good players. Like a, a good player can have an eight and hell Luke Keekley Navarro Bowman. I mean, you're talking the top players, their bodies fail them before they're 30. So you gotta be aggressive and take the money. But the owners to negotiate the contracts for the television deals with CBS, Fox, you know, ETC, you have to have labor peace, meaning you have to have a deal in place. The Foxes and the CBSs are not gonna negotiate a deal. If there is not a long term deal in place, there's just these deals are too are worth too much money. I can't commit to paying you five billion dollars if we might lose a season. Like that's just that can't happen. So that's that's the owner's urgency. So the one way the players could do is be like, yeah, we'll uh, let's try to talk again in six months. Scare the owners, and unless they're willing to do it, in fairness, and I completely understand the player side, it's hard because unions. Represent especially a union of the NFL size, so many players. And the top couple percent of players making 10-plus million is clearly not the majority. We all watch football. The majority of guys on a team are making under a couple million or on rookie contracts in the fifth, sixth, seventh, undrafted free agents, not making much money. And those guys, it's too, it's just too risky to try to like sit out for big picture. What if the next crop of draft picks, I'm out of the league? So it's a, it's a very... It's a very complicated matter. I I really understand both sides, but my my only piece of advice is the players have to fight from where it really matters, and and that's the checkbook.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
3: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and
1: gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member
2: entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at
1: americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Okay, let's, uh, let's dive into some topics. And really quick, I know a lot of you guys did it and I appreciate it. On the 3 and Out podcast, if you can, just leave a review. Five stars, one star, whatever you feel. If you like the show, leave a, leave a review. Leave a little comment. It helps with all this stuff in the podcast world. A lot of you guys did it on Apple. You can just leave uh, on iTunes, where I think the majority of you guys listens is on iTunes. Uh, just just leave a little review there. I appreciate everyone that did, read them. Uh, I appreciate all the kind words. And just, uh, yeah, just, just leave a review. Jarvis Landry, out six to eight months with hip surgery. When I saw he was getting hip surgery a couple days ago, or he, he just got out of hip surgery, I was like, oh, probably just a little off. Six to eight months. That, that's a pretty legitimate injury. Now, the good thing is he's not a speed guy. He's a crafty route runner, tough guy over the middle. So even if he is a little slower, big picture, probably shouldn't change much. Uh still, though, six to eight months. When I when I see that number, I'm like, God, that's that's a big I mean that's we're talking, is this it's almost March. Is he gonna be ready for week one? He's one of their better players. Not ideal. AB, I read, is gonna go to the combine. Trying to talk with teams. Clearly, he desperately wants to get back in the league. Uh, I, I still think it's an uphill battle, and I'm someone that just, I think, teams and me personally, like character, this is not, we're not teaching life lessons. The NFL, it's a business. But his off season and really the last six or seven months of from the Raiders situation to the Patriots situation to him screaming at his wife to that video that came out with the police, it's just, I don't know you know it, it, that's what it would take for a guy of his caliber and his caliber is one of the greatest all-time wide receivers we've ever seen for a 5 year stretch he's going to have a hard time getting back in it's just a just a fact and uh it would be interesting if i if i i'm going to be at the combine so if i see him walking around i'll uh i'll try to get some video jordan reed back my last year scouting i had the tight ends as a cross check and the way it works is scouts You know, if you have a region, like you have the West, you have the Northwest, you have the Northeast, you have the South, you have the Midwest, about this time of year, you get a cross-check position. So maybe you get all the tight ends, maybe you get the running backs and slot receivers, maybe you get all the defensive linemen, and you just kind of cross-check. And I had the tight ends, and Jordan Reed was just a fantastic talent. And when he was healthy, he dominated. Uh, But God, he's had... How many? If I mean, it feels like fifty concussions. Uh, just, just a sad deal. I mean, it's one of the things that kind of makes you cringe sometimes about the NFL is the head injuries. And he's he's one of the poster childs of the guy that just couldn't avoid him. It was just, it was always he was always getting concussed. Everson Griffin, who I tweeted, he's became a free agent. He opted out of his deal. He'll get more money than Clowney on the open market. And then I realize he's 32 years old. So, yeah, he probably won't get more money than Clowney on the open market. But he's a really, really good player. Him and Daniel Hunter, Danell Hunter, you know, combined for arguably the best pass rush in the NFL. But, you know, 32 years old, how much are you willing to pay him? Could he come back? You could argue his best place to succeed would still be with Minnesota in that scheme with Zimmer. Allows him to kick ass and take names. Did have the thing where he kind of lost it a couple years ago, but he, fe- he seems to have it all under control now. Uh, he'll get some money. Derek Carr, their rumor swirling, and I think we'll really feel it at the combine. Is he going to get traded? Is he on the trading block? If they're going to trade him, who's going to be their quarterback? Like If they don't get Tom Brady or Phillip Rivers, what are they going to do? He's going to get Jameis Winston? Andy Dalton? Marcus Mariota? I think Carr's better than those guys. So would they trade Derek to the Chicago Bears, get back the 45th pick? I, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see but it feels like there's a lot of moving parts with the Raiders and everything's kind of on the table. Tom Pelissero tweeted, or I saw it on World, that it's a long shot for Stephon Diggs to get traded this offseason. It should be. He's, you know, one of their five best players, right? If Hunter's their best player, Dalvin Cook's their second best player, a little older version of Harrison Smith, you know, Diggs is right there. Diggs is a better player than Thielen. Diggs is a more explosive player than Thielen, they wanted to trade him, I think they would get a first round pick. If I was the Niners, I'd give him pick 31 for Stefan Diggs. He's an elite player. Now, he's a diva and he can be a pain in the ass, but he's a but he's not just elite might be strong. He's a really really talented, productive player and he factors into winning. Like you can win with him. He's been one of the best players on the Vikings over the last 4 or 5 years and they kicked ass with him. So, I I would keep Stefan Diggs unless someone offered me like a first and second round pick then I would think I wouldn't even be a lock to trade him. But that that's something that it would take. A first might not even get it done. Greg Olson signed with the Seattle Seahawks. You know, what's what's the rush to trade a, or sign a guy? And people have been asking, how does he sign? Free agency doesn't start for another month. When you're a vested veteran and you get cut, you're not in the free agent class. You're just an immediate free agent, whether it happens in February or whether it happens in October. You're free to sign wherever you want. He's not on the same contract cycle as... Jadavion Clowney and amari cooper he was mutually departed but he was cut so he becomes immediately an unrestricted free agent he could sign anywhere at any moment i think they gave him i read over five million dollars in guaranteed money it can be up to eight I, you know this guy's been hurt a lot i like greg olson super high character guy gonna be a great broadcaster that's a lot of cash though Who who are you bidding against the redskins those are the ones like those are the type deals that belichick never does he doesn't get himself in a position where you're just kind of overextending yourself for a guy that we like Greg Olson, winning player. But he got he's available for a reason. He's been hurt a lot and he's old. To me, he's like a two or three million dollar player with incentives to get to eight. Five million dollars for a team that has a lot of money invested into a lot of guys and needs to spend on some blue chip talent. That's a lot of cash to spend. Now, if he's healthy, Olson with Disley and Hollister, they got three really good tight ends. But you notice how I said, if healthy, Disley's coming off a torn Achilles. Hollister, good player. And Olsen just injured a lot. So he broke his foot multiple times. Uh, We'll see. But they have a pretty good tight end group. Again, hashtag if healthy.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, The cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
2: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want like workout equipment for your home and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the active cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo active cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at
3: wellsfargo.com slash TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
1: Okay, let's do a couple of Middlecoff mailback questions. Let's dive right in at John Middlecoff. Instagram, DMs wide open. Fire me anything. That's how we interact. For those of you new to the pod, for those of you not, shoot me questions. Wanted to get your take on if Brady goes to the Cowboys for two years and makes it the NFC Championship game in both and wins the Super Bowl. This is a crazy scenario. Would that be enough to separate him from Belichick and separate him as a system quarterback? I believe at this point in time, no one with any common sense calls Brady a system quarterback. I think we all acknowledge, even if you hate the Patriots, Brady's great, Belichick's great. Now, if they do separate in the next month, which every day that goes by, I feel becomes more and more possible, yeah, then there would be, if Brady has a couple years and Belichick has a couple years, who has more success? The difference, Belichick could coach for another 7 or 8. Brady's 43 years old. So there's a limit on, you know, if he was terrible, let's say he was the opposite. Let's say he went to the Cowboys and went 8-8 eight and eight and he sucked. He's old. I, you know, now if Belichick won the Super Bowl with like Jared Stidham or Derek Carr or something, yeah, he'd separate for sure. I, I I put a little bit of a red flag. Red flag's the wrong word. I, I just, I, I, I judge Brady a little differently if he leaves. Like, my, the standard I hold him to moving forward, just because of his age. Will you be doing a 2020 draft pod either before or after the draft? Excited to hear your takes on the next class of rookies. Yeah, the, you know the great part about the podcast business? And three and out podcasts and me on Twitter and everywhere you find me? My takes never stop, so we're going to talk draft for the next couple months. I'll be at the Combine next week. When the draft happens, I'll have takes that night. The next week, I'll talk about it more. We'll just keep on talking about it. So, yeah, the, uh, the draft podcast is what we call three and out. So, we'll be talking draft for the next foreseeable future. Love your show and your input. Huge Raider fan, so I wanted to ask you, do you think the move to Vegas was beneficial or detrimental? Curious to hear your points on both sides. I think it was 100% beneficial for the Raiders' books. They were broke. They had no money. The only money Mark Davis got was from the league. The team generated nothing locally. TV ratings, nothing. Uh, uh, revenue from their stadium, nothing. Because they didn't own it. The place was a dump. No suites. They will make so much more money... Now, granted, they owe a lot of money. They have a huge note on the stadium. Uh, They owe the league like $600 million for a moving fee. But in terms of cash, they'll have way more cash than they have now because they have zero beside what the league gives them every year. And the reality is when you're paying a coach a lot of money and a coaching staff a lot of money and players a lot of money, you don't make that much money. The reason Jerry Jones and Jed York and Jeffrey Lurie, it's the stadiums. They pay for everything. Now, those guys own the stadium or control all the stadium money, It's going to get a little complicated in Vegas, but still, way better situation than now. Where it does get a little complicated is, I also think it'll help getting free agents. No state income tax. Vegas is unique. Players in Vegas, you know, people are like, what about the, they're going to be with strippers. I lived in Philly. There was a place called Delilah's. That's where the players hung out. It was a strip club. What do you think players do in Miami or Chicago or New York? Like, there's stuff to do wherever you go. Now, Vegas is probably considered a little crazier but I think when you live there when I was scouting I used to go there and just stay and I could function no problem just eat and work and it was pretty easy so I guess the negatives are the negatives are just Mark Davis still owns the team you know as long as he owns the team I think you're a little limited if you could get your next Joe Lacob, Steve Ballmer, David Tepper then I think the sky's the limit but well it's it's a big unknown for the league, just what it's going to look like. Are they going to be good next year? That's my other question. If you're not good in Vegas, the one entertainment capital of the world, right? Well, you go there to be entertained. You go there to see Celine Dion, you go there to see shows. I've actually never seen a show in Vegas. you go The Golden Knights got there. they went to the Stanley Cup Finals originally immediately. you go there to go to a casino, you go there to go to sports book like I've been to a lot of Raider games over the past decade. A lot of them sucked. And even last year, they lost to the Jaguars at home. They lost to the Jets. Like, they lose. They're just not a very good franchise. They've made the playoffs one time in 17 years. So if they win next year six games, like, we all watch bad football sometimes, and it's boring. It's hard to watch. You better go to Vegas, and you better win. There is ta- it's why Mark Davis wants Tom Brady. There is tangible pressure on this team to get the job done. Can't go to Vegas and be boring. It, it cannot happen. I mean it can because the stadium's free, but it can't happen in the sense of it'd be bad for business. You got to be entertaining. That's why I, I think there's tangible pressure right now on Sean McVay. Like he, this, his owner just spent six, I don't care if his owners worth 15 billion. He spent six on the stadium. You got to win. LA like Vegas, like it's hard to enter in Vegas, there's so much entertainment in LA people are just apathetic. If your team's not good, you got to get the job done. So I, I think as long as they win, it'll be good. Go Tigers. Huge fan of the pod. I've been a diehard LSU fan my whole life, so it's easy to say this, best, this is the best year yet. With most of the SEC losing their quarterbacks to the draft, it should be a more competitive season. Who is the most intriguing team for you this year? Florida is getting a lot of noise, but that's typical thoughts. Agree. I think the curveball this year is going to be Texas A&M. I watched the interview signing day with Jimbo Fisher. And he said like 80% of the snaps last year were between freshmen and redshirt freshmen. He has crushed it in recruiting these last couple years. So a lot of those guys playing are really good. He's won a national championship before. He's a, uh, I think, was Nick Saban called him the best offensive coordinator's ever had. He's had a lot of success as a head coach. They're paying him a huge, huge amount of money. He's got a lot of talent, talent on the roster. LSU is not going to be as good this year. They lost a ton of guys, quarterback, who knows. Bama lost a ton of guys and their best quarterback. Uh, Auburn actually should be pretty good. Decent amount of guys returning. But a lot of guys in that defense, especially the, two, the defensive linemen, are going pro. Ole Miss and Mississippi State are going through transitions. Like you said, Florida and Georgia, on paper, always get picked, have talent. But I, I'd have to look at a schedule. I think a and going to be pretty good. I would expect a to be a sleeper. How about this? a m sleeper national championship team. That's what I'll, my way-too-early college football take. Love listening to the pod, and since you're a follower of the 49ers, where do you see Jalen Hurd? He's the wide receiver from Baylor that was a running back at Tennessee. He's like six foot five guy. Next season in the Niners offense, do you think he could help them out on the revenge tour? I always struggle with young players that are hurt. You know, he had a stress fracture in his back. It'd be one thing if you're like, you know, he broke his leg, Going into week one, never played. I'd be like, you know, freak accident, he should be fine. He had a stretch fracture in his back. I can't even talk. Stress fracture in his back. That's not a random injury. You know, I I hope he comes back because I've walked by him at the practice field and he is huge. A lot of people listening probably didn't watch the Niners' first preseason game. First preseason game, he trucked the dude at the goal line. So, yeah, I mean, he definitely could help. I just, it's unknown. I, I always struggle with injured young players just because no track record. You know, I i just, I don't know. If he's healthy, he's he, he helps. If he's healthy, he plays. Uh, what, uh, let me see this. If Brady does move and the Raiders move off car, would the Pats not having a succession plan pick up Carr for the future or... Of the franchise? Also, who, if anyone, would the Pats go for a QB? Chase Stidham ain't cutting it. Oh, oh, cuz Stidham, not Chase Stidham. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I say it all the time. I don't know what Belichick likes in a quarterback. We've only seen him draft random guys like Matt Castle and Ryan Mallett. And then he drafted Jimmy Garoppolo high, which clearly he loved, but he had to get rid of. If Brady leaves, I think everything would be on the table. Would he want Carr to be his franchise quarterback? No. Would he take Carr though to be a placeholder? Maybe. I don't think that'd be out of the realm of possibility. As a Colts fan, and as a Colts fan, there are so many different thoughts. The ways we could go: love Herbert, Eason, or get Rivers. Not my favorite, but what about Carr? That des- that depends solely on Brady to Vegas. But still, I feel Carr and Reich are the same guy. Carr greater than Rivers to me probably already have this question and no idea how it'll shake down. It just seems that a better idea to me. Well, the thing with Carr, Rivers doesn't cost you anything. You just buy Rivers. You just pay Rivers $20 million. Derek costs you a second-round pick if they get Brady or they get Tannehill or you know whatever. you got to trade for Derek and give up an asset. Think about Rivers. Rivers is free that way. I mean, he's not free financially, but you're going to be paying quarterbacks anyway. So... I actually think Rivers would be really good in the Dome. Uh, I think Derek would be good for them too. But to get Derek, you're going to have to trade for him. And I've talked to enough people, you'd he'd, he'd probably get a second-round pick for him. You know, he makes $20 million a year. He's under contract for the next three years. You can cut him at any moment. It's a very, very team-friendly deal. Uh, I, I'm telling you, I, I think Rivers has one more revenge season in him. I, I, I like Rivers to you guys. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo active cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing. And 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home. And then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the active cash credit card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo active cash credit card. That's real life ready.
3: Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive.
1: Wish Colin would put you on with him as a guest on the herd sometime. Hopefully, I'll get on next week uh, at the combine. We'll see if uh, we can make that happen. You think the Raiders could try and deal Carr for picks this season in hopes of getting Lawrence or Fields next year? Yeah, I, I think John's trying to win, so John's either going all in for Brady or Rivers, or he's going to keep Carr and use those draft picks to uh, to try to win next year. They're moving into Vegas to win games, so they they're like to me the Panthers could tank. You know, that, that would be a team that could tank. The, the Raiders are not tanking. The, winning in Vegas is too important. There's too much money on the line. That There's too much pressure. The, the state's giving them this free stadium. They can't be what they've been. They have to be better. They just, they just have to be better. There, there's no way around it. They have to be better. So I, I think tanking, I mean, Gruden wouldn't tank no matter what. But definitely this year, I, I, don't, I don't think that's an option. Appreciate everyone listening. Keep firing me your questions. Enjoy the weekend, and uh, if you follow, want to follow me on Twitter at John Middlecoff, same as Instagram. I'm going to be all over the combine next week. Inside looks at everything going on. Pretty fired up. Uh, b- bring you some interesting angles from the combine that you can't get anywhere else. Right here on the Three and Out Podcast. Thanks for listening, and again, have a uh, have a blessed weekend. Adios. <laughs> Two percent cash rewards, the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/slash-activecash.
0: This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride, with some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love. You transformed a hundred thousand miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits.